welcome back, Literary Slummers. It's another Morph Monday, and bum, 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 Grandpa got run over by a grizzly. <laughs> well, to- <laughs> well, touring WKVT. Some people say they don't believe in anamorphs, but as for me and Visser, we believe. Okay. I'm Em. <laughs> Traumatize us. <laughs> That was so good. Uh, But poor grandpa. I'm Anna. (laughs) This week on Shelf Aware, we are reading Animorphs book number 37, The Weakness. (sighs) This fucking book. Hey, have you ever wanted to read a book in a series that totally, like, destroys your favorite character and doesn't seem to understand (laughs) at all, like any personality of her personality or the other animorphs personality oh or how the animorphs function or anything about the animorphs this, this was so bad this was a hit piece on rachel honestly and it was like someone who's like i don't like rachel and tobias together so i'm also gonna sabotage their relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was also like literally everything i like about rachel they were like nah fuck that they were like she doesn't care about her friends. She doesn't care about other people. She only cares about being bloodthirsty, which we know is true, but not in the way that was portrayed in this book. Yeah. She's because power we had hungry. the starfish book, like however many books ago, mm-hmm. and we know that that's not true. Yeah. They're like, she's just power hungry, and she wants to be a god king, essentially. Yes, and this is like the alternate history if Rachel's bloodthirsty half did mm-hmm. not reunite with her body. Yeah, and also like they destroyed like the Tobias-Rachel relationship, and this was trash. But yes, 100%. Can we also talk about how the Cassie-Rachel relationship in this was non-existent to yes. a point where it's like Cassie should have been calling out her friend for some of this shit. Yes, and this was like Cassie was just being sycophantic, which is like yes. a lie, though. And the Marco-Rachel relationship, which I have always stand. I have always been like, I love their friendship. They're so yes. fun. They're so like mean, but not in a really mean way, like in a playful sort of way, very yes. sarcastic with each other. Totally not that in this book. It was just Marco fucking hates Rachel. Like, it was so weird. It was, it was like everyone. And then, and then Jake coming back and being like, wow, you guys were all over TV. It's fine. No, actually, Jake is not like that. Jake is very paranoid about their TV appearances. I also feel like this book plunged into the middle of it in a way that made me think it was like I had missed a book. Where it was like, oh, Jake's on vacation, and we know about all of these years, so we're not going to tell you how we know, how we got any of the info on any of them. We just happened to... Okay, we got to get into the plot, (laughs) because... We really do. It's atrocious. Um... Uh, We do have to say at the top, because I forgot to say who the ghostwriter is for this one. Oh, yeah. Who's the ghostwriter for this one, Who can we blame for our anger? Um, It is... Besides K.A. Applegate. Elise Elise Smith, who I don't think we've had before. I could be wrong. I don't think so. Let me double check. That was the name of a girl I went to elementary school with. I don't think it's the same one because she would have been my age when this book was released. I think that would explain a lot about what's going on here. Um, No, she did write another one. She wrote number 30, The Reunion. Which is that the is that the Rachel Splitsy one? No, that's the Marco one where uh uh Marco pushes his mom off a cliff. Oh yeah. shit. Huh. Interesting. 
That is interesting. Maybe she gen- she just can capture his point of view a little bit easier. I don't know. Okay. I'm diving into this. Okay. And this is not related at all to really anything but to do with anything. But we love a deep dive on yeah. information. So Elise Smith on the list of Animorphs ghostwriters, um, she's listed as one of them and who wrote 30, 37, and 46, 37 being this one. But when you go to 30 on the Animorphs wiki, uh, that is credited to Elise Donner. So she got married, I guess, in between that the two or books. divorced or divorced, and it really changed her outlook on things. I would say, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she went through some stuff, some personal stuff in between books. And Elise, I mean, we've been. I want to say it's a, like a divorce. And as Marco pushed her his mother off the cliff, he's like, she was like, "This is what I want to do to my ex." <laughs> I I want to say that it was a marriage because um, love, being in love, is happiness. And um, as we all know, being happy means you can't produce good art anymore. So uh, Also true. <laughs> Could go either way, really. So really, <laughs> who knows? Who's to say? <laughs> oh, well, this book fucking sucked. Jake is on holiday. But the gang we, has noticed. Are we prime- in England suddenly? Yes, he's on holiday. <laughs> he he actually he and Kate Winslet swapped houses. <laughs> uh, the gang has noticed a prime opportunity to fuck with Visser Three because they figured out somehow where he's eating these days. This was okay. So Jake's on holiday, which they just dropped like that was a thing that we knew about. That was yeah. one of the things that I was like, we didn't. You're acting like this was a thing that was established. It wasn't, right? Yeah. yeah. But they're like, well, with Jake out of town. And it's like, when? why? Why did Jake go out of town? What's happening? Uh, but the apparently didn't was... have to go with. So he didn't have to grabble with whether or not he was going to kill his brother. Rachel right, says, which they, LOL. They didn't give us an explanation for what this middle school child had to do that was with his family. But they left his older brother behind. For, what? What's happening? Anyway, it was. Like, it almost <laughs> sounded like Jake chose to go on vacation. I feel like Jake was like. I just can't with these fucking animorphs I need a, anymore. I died so many times as an orca. I just, I, <laughs> I need a break. I need to go to the seaside to Wait, take in so the fresh air. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So Jake's gone. In which case, in most cases, we'd be like, great. This is, this is a prime opportunity for someone else to step up to the plate. But alas. They do it in the worst way possible. <laughs> The group is like, I don't, I don't think we should act without Jake. But the stupid, bloodthirsty version of Rachel is like, OMG, we have to do this now or else we may lose our chance. And the others are all quickly swayed by her. But also, like, everybody is, okay, the whole, this whole setup of being like, Jake's on here, so we have to wait to go on missions. Every single one of your missions, except for this one, have been like, a thing is eminently happening and we're playing defense. And now suddenly someone comes up to the plate and is like, let's play a bit of fucking offense. And honestly, good. This is good. You guys should have been doing this shit the whole time. Instead of fucking waiting around for the Chi to fuck something up or the Pamelites to fuck something up or the Helmicrons (laughs) to fuck something up. Come on, guys. Get your heads in the fucking game. You guys do the fuck up. You go fuck something up. Come on. Yes, it's allowed. But no, Jake's not there. Their Their safety net is gone. They don't know how to function. Whatever. 
they grab some cheetah morphs and they all go attack Visser 3. Okay, you say they grab some cheetah morphs, but they don't, right? They're just like, I know the perfect thing, cheetahs. Yeah. When did they get those? And then they Where become did they get them. Those? Where did the cheetahs come from? Elise? Elise? Elise, Elise, we need to see the receipts on these cheetahs. They never had cheetahs. That was this- not a thing. This book was only 129 pages. You had a chapter or two to write about how they got cheetahs. And literally in the last book, it wasn't good either because they were like, oh, there's new orcas at the gardens for their Nike breeding bought program. a whale. <laughs> right. So just do that again. Just be like, there's new cheetahs at the gardens for their breeding program. Sure. Okay. Adidas bought some cheetahs. Adidas, they're all called sports shoe, whatever. <laughs> I couldn't remember what Adidas' slogan was. <laughs> or what a, a gym shoe is called colloquially. I had I had so much water in my mouth. <laughs> I would go to a zoo to see a cheetah named Sports Shoe, though. To be fair. <laughs> One time when we were living in Illinois, we they put up all these billboards. They were like, "Kit Harrington is coming to town." <laughs> I know this story. Yes, and we were like, "What? Why is Kit Harrington coming to this?" relatively small town in the middle of nowhere illinois what is going on so we went to go see kit harrington on the day that they said he was going to be there and it turns out it was a skunk named kit harrington (laughs) and it was accompanied by all kinds of animals that had these celebrity names they had like a tony hawk and they had a benicio del toro and they had like the white stripes was a zebra Anyway, that that just reminded me of this. It was a funny story. <laughs> we went to go see Kit Harrington and it was a skunk. <laughs> it wasn't like we were just like, what is this? There's no way that Kit Harrington came to Illinois. Let's go. But look we gotta at it and find see out. And that's is. what they were banking they on. They fucking got us. We they didn't pay you. anything though, so I don't know what their end goal was there. We didn't have to pay to see Kit Harrington. But. That almost makes it threatening, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there was no monetary transaction. What was yeah. the game? They just—I don't know. Maybe they want—they were yerks, and this was their front, and they right? were stick our heads in yerk pools. This is what I'm saying. Either that were they selling T-shirts or something, or like photos? Perhaps I don't—I really don't remember. There were food trucks there. Okay. I don't—they didn't own the food trucks, so they were all local. I mean, I don't remember how these people got money. How do they support? They have they have animals to support. What Surely. will the white stripes eat? What does white stripes eat? <laughs> I wish I could remember some more of their names. We got a lot of dog food samples though, because it was like at a pet supply store. <laughs> anyway, they attack Mister Three. It doesn't go well because cheetahs have very low stamina apparently. So their plan is like, we'll get a fast morph and bring down Visser 3 before reinforcements arrive. And they can't even do that part of the plan. Like the hork show up before they can do anything. But then also there is a secret and convenient fast boy present here at Visser 3's eating grounds. And he moves really fast and he looks like an Andalite and acts is very insulted by that fact. And it kind of looks like an Andalite. Yeah, like he's described as having like, no mouth like an Andalite, I think. And, and he's blue. blue. And has weak arms. But then he's also got, like, a triangle head. I yeah. Think. So it's like, oh. They're, they so, gave him a lot of description. And now my Kindle's not letting me go to it, but... I believe you. There were there were many... Okay, hold on. Let me 
No, this isn't important. Why am I? <laughs> it's extremely important. Oh, I just flipped to it randomly. Okay, here it is. It's uh, four <laughs> lanky, skinny legs, a thin but strong-looking tail. Okay, that tracks with um, Andalites. Axe, yeah. A pigeon chest, high and rounded. I don't think... I think they have human chests, right? So, like... Yeah, like a centaur situation. Yeah, so probably not on that one. A head shaped like a custom-made aerodynamic bike racing helmet. Tight, curved face like half a smooth ball. Skull that swept back from the rim of this ball into a pointy triangle, like an ice cream cone on its side, except the cone was flattened. Now, number one, I don't think that's an Andalite. Number two, I have... I. I cannot phys- like I cannot picture what they're what the fuck they're talking about. There's so much description there, and it's Who's just to say there's so many metaphors being thrown at me for what this fucking head looks like. It's everything and nothing. And then it's it's blue and has no mouth, so it's got a weird head, but looks like I have an no mouth. I cannot scream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's I must scream actually, but you know what? This guy couldn't scream. You know what he does do though? It is the most annoying thing in the world. Is he talks very quickly, and instead of saying this asshole talked really quickly, the author was like, "Let's put mush all the letters together and make it impossible for anyone to read." Let's take out all the spaces. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, like, I guess a heads up if you use for some reason like a text-to-speech thing to read this book it's Mm -hmm. not gonna work yeah (laughs) first of all on his dialogue or if you have like issues like like dyslexia or something reading reading text to begin with not the not the animorphs book for you because this one was like a mess typographically (laughs) Mm -hmm. it it feels a lot like again i think it's the helmicrons book where they do like weird um, yes, weird with text. The fonts. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. doesn't transfer to the Kindle or something, so it just like fucks it up, you know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Where this stuff was definitely written in an age before uh, ebooks, because for sure, yes, or when people thought about like accessibility in general, mm-hmm, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I could have just said Homeboy talks fast. <laughs> I don't understand why we need different formats for every single alien speech that's you know know. like just just do it just do italics guys yeah it's fine yeah so this guy this fast boy is some kind of inspector who believes he will be joining the council of 13 or whatever those year leaders are called soon and viscer three is like you haven't yet so watch yourself like they clearly hate each other just like every other high-level yerk seems to yeah, I think the common denominator here is Visser 3. Maybe That's if everyone true. around you is an asshole, you're mm-hmm. the asshole. Maybe you need to look at yourself for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And think about the choices you've made. Dude, and Visser 3, you keep Iron Maidens in your bedroom. You need to, you, you need to like reevaluate how you come off to others. <laughs> I, I get that you can't find uh, anyone to agree to go to like company picnics and stuff with you, but you mm-hmm. just keep talking about how you want them to dress up as an andalite on like your first date and that's too much too soon visser yeah 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 yeah. you need to slow roll that kind of you stuff you need to like introduce the topic yeah. slowly over the course of several dates right be yeah. like how do you feel about role play yeah yeah have you ever cosplayed before <laughs> how do you do you think andalites are sexy how do you feel about role playing an andalite in a sexual manner yes <laughs> 
you can't just you can't just jump right to it <laughs> the vandalites are just barely able to escape they do somehow they Who get cares? away from fast boy and they escape but now rachel has another plan which is to discredit Visser 3 in front of the inspector because clearly the inspector is here inspecting how Visser 3 is doing and conquering Earth. Cool. So once again, the group is like, should we do it without Jake? We don't have a leader to tell us what to do, so there will be chaos. Honestly, a wild, wild assumption, really, to be like, well, there's, there's five of us, and without a leader, we surely can't agree on anything. We'll be... yeah. Yeah, I mean, we do see them fall apart. That's true. Absolutely. In but that's book. with a leader, so. Yeah, yeah. Rachel's like, who wants to be leader? And everyone's like, not it. Which is bizarre, because Tobias has kind of been the uh-huh. leader every time Jake is not there. So now this time, Tobias is like, uh-uh, not me. Like, you would think he'd be like, okay, I'm the leader. And as the leader, I say we're not doing this. Right, right. Like, Tobias, what's, does he give a reason that he doesn't want to do it? Well, I think he, well, I think he thinks the plan is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Like he thinks they should do this plan that Rachel has come up with, but he doesn't want to be the one calling the shots during it because he doesn't want to have to make tough decisions. I think is his reasoning. I literally just flipped to it. (laughs) This was his his exact reason. Tobias, I said, Rachel, how about you? No, I'm no one's leader. Oh my fucking god. Tobias, Tobias was so edgelord in that moment. God damn. Tobias, you've done this before. Ugh, I'm no one's leader, I'm he no said. No one's leader. Like, okay, I get it. We're a few books removed from your very traumatic experience. Which again, Rachel mentions in like this almost like flippant, like, oh yeah, my boyfriend was, like, captured and tortured in this community center, but, like, I guess he's, like, handling it or not. <laughs> okay, Rachel. Rachel! So I'm going to make him go in there again. Like, I think I'll be fine. Everyone's fine. Everything's fine. And if not, I'll cry about it. I'll cry. So Rachel's <sighs> like, I'll be leader. And Marco says, well, maybe I should be the leader since I'm strategic and you're bloodthirsty. And Rachel's like, okay, fine, let's fucking vote. And Marco's like, the election was rigged. So (laughs) Rachel becomes their leader. Here's also a way that they could have made this not better, but they could have at least done something, right? Could have Mm -hmm. done something with it. With this vote thing, they could have actually had them vote, right? And it could have been like... Anonymously. Yes, anonymously. And it could have been like... Three votes for Rachel, two votes for Marco. So, like, Marco and someone else vote for Marco. Rachel assumes Axe voted for Marco, and then Tobias and Cassie voted for her. It's and then later, and then it turns out Tobias voted for Marco, right? Because that's like what they're trying to build to in all this. They're like, that Tobias has doubts about her leadership skills, and that, like, at one point she confront, confronts Tobias and is like, You would have voted for me, right? And Tobias is like, hmm. Anyway, we should go. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, You would have, right? Like, okay. So if you wanted to do that, actually do it. Don't don't just hint at it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Follow through. Have it be an actual conflict. So 
Rachel leads the Bandalites on a series of strikes throughout the day where they go in as their battle morphs and just like fuck shit up at businesses that they know are owned by Yerks or heavily trafficked by Yerks or whatever. They this give themselves makes five no sense. minutes. This makes no sense. It makes no sense. Uh, why? Why? Okay, literally earlier in this book, Rachel is like, Jake's brother is a Yerk. Marco's mother is a Yerk. There may be more people who we know who are Yerks that we don't know are Yerks. But also we have this convenient list of every single fucking Yerk in the city that we can We've go We've been writing in our with. diary. We know every Yerk. Like, no, you don't. That's the whole point of this series is that you don't know who you the Yerks are. You don't know who's are. who. But apparently you have a fucking hit list that you've just been sitting on. Because at no point they don't go like, okay, we unless I fucking missed something because I was just so annoyed. Uh, they don't go, Oh, so for the first day, we just sat and watched the Kendrona pools to see who would come out of them, which I'm sure no. is what they did. But it's like in a different book, you know, but they whatever. made it sound like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's just like they've known this. Yeah, this they're is just common like, knowledge. oh, yeah, we have dossiers on all of the Yerks and all of the high powered positions that they fill. Don't worry about it. No, literally every time anything happens, you guys are like, we can't possibly go to so and so because they might be a Yerk. Which is it? <laughs> we, we, yeah, honestly. If you can tail all of your like closest friends and family for three days at a time, surely you can tail a police officer or someone for three days to make sure they're not a year, right? Not, like, even, not even that if you've got, apparently, doing the thing that we've said you should do, which is stake out the places you know are Kendrona pools and yeah. monitor who comes in and out who of them. Who goes in and out, yeah. Who asks for an extra happy meal. Extra right. happy on the happy meal or whatever then you should be able to, you should have a list of all the Yerks and you would know that your family aren't Yerks. But exactly. whatever. I know. Mm. Tobias and Axe do literally nothing all day. They just sit in the woods and they watch TV together. And Tobias doesn't even need to worry about morphing in and out. Have Axe be Tobias's uh, rat delivery service. Have yes. Tobias pick a spot Watch that spot for three days. See who all comes in and out. Tobias brings him or Axe brings him food. Done. Good. Done. You're good. good. You're done. Yes. Also, Axe has to write for him. Yeah, that's Someone true. has to do writing. Well, you know what? Tobias can hold a gun. He can learn how to hold yeah. a fucking pencil. He can morph into his human form. The pencil is mightier than the gun, as the saying goes. <laughs> I forgot that old saying. That old chestnut. Here's another idea for a plan that Rachel could have done. Mm-hmm. You know all these people are Yerks. You're ready to bust into their wherever they are and ruin Visser 3's day. Just kidnap them. Kidnap them and hide them for three days. I mean, I feel like you could definitely do that with at least one of them. Yeah. And then again, if you did that with one of them and successfully got them de-Yerked, and you know this bitch is a news anchor or whatever, cool, you've... You've cracked it. You figured out the way to get the word out about the Yerks. Yes. Oh, my God. Anyway. (laughs) The first place they head to is a news studio. And they break a lot of stuff there and scare the controllers. But I guess there's also a lot of civilians there just hanging out, touring the place and stuff. And the others are like, oof, maybe we should have planned this better so that we didn't scare any civilians. And Rachel's like, no, my plan is fine. As they leave, they see one of the elderly civilians has collapsed. 
Yeah, and, and Rachel's like, he's probably fine. He's probably napping, guys. It's Old guy fine. falls on ground, always ends happily. Yeah, nothing bad can happen to me. I'm Rachel. Yeah. And she's like, I can't hesitate because I'm a beautiful warrior princess. All I, I'm in this middle of this blood lust. I can't, can't do anything but attack. So, fuck that guy. Fuck that grandpa. <laughs> they go to a bunch of other places, like a bookstore and a hair and nail salon. But they skip the gap, which makes Rachel happy because she doesn't want to ruin the clothes at the gap. <laughs> they go to a hair and nail salon, which is owned by Mrs. Chapman, and Mrs. Chapman is also their best customer. Which, if you own it, I don't think you can be the best customer. Do you get to be I a customer? You just own it. Like, I don't think that counts. Do you, I, if, you are, if you are the owner of a nail salon, do you still pay to get your yeah. nails done? Probably not. I feel like that's like some MLM shit where you're like, oh, yes, I've sold 18 mascaras this week. All to myself, but I sold them. All to them. myself. Hope I can <laughs> pass those on to someone else sometime soon. Yikes. <laughs> oh, yikes. And the Bandalites are, like, growing more and more discontent as the day goes on. Because this is all in one day. Finally, Rachel tells them that they need to hit the community center, where Tobias was captured and tortured at recently. And the gang is like, this is absolutely bonkers. We need to do reconnaissance or something, at least. And Rachel's like, oh, you guys are such wusses. Then they find out that old guy died at the TV studio. <laughs> And everyone don't, gets even more pissed at Rachel. Don't they, like, say that? I, I could be wrong on this. I gotta look it back up. But don't they say he, like, when they hear the news report, isn't it, like, he died at the attack on the studio or something? What? It gave him a heart attack. He was so fr- frightened. He got a heart attack and died. They say the words on the screen are, one man dead in attack on WKVT. So my question is, what what are they reporting this animal incident as? Because <laughs> yeah, domestic animal terrorism, right? Like, what did what does the rest of the world think happened here? Because they Actually, call it now all these animals are domestic, right? Uh, Gorillas don't live in San Francisco, right? Right. So so they would definitely think that like something else got these animals together and released them into this news studio. <laughs> What? So what's going to be the military fallout from this is what I want to know. Like, are we mobilizing to go to get all gorillas now? Like, what's the deal? Eradicating entire species of animals because they dare attack America. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that the thought would be that some group has stolen these animals and released them as an mm. attack. No, I think they're going to go into the forest and then the president's going to be like, they have nuclear weapons and it's going to be a mess. I guess it really depends on if this book was released pre or post 2000, right? This, was, like, this came out in 2000. I want to oh, say well, probably there you go. early 2000. Um, <laughs> this is a very political episode. I apologize. Um <laughs> Even Tobias turns his back on Rachel. He, like, he like turns his little hawk head away and doesn't say anything to her. And she's like, oh, you guys never question Jake. This is so unfair. We're going to turn into polar bears and storm that place. And that's that. First off, everyone questions Jake always. So what this, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Also, secondly, like, you know that Jake always asks people 
Like, what should we do? Like, he has a conversation about it. He's not a dictator. Like, Jake's role is, like, when they need someone to step up and be like, okay, now we're all retreating or, right. you know, like, to make the hard decisions. That's Jake's role. But otherwise, he's, like, fairly, like, all right, guys. What should we do? Someone come up with a plan. It's certainly not going to be me. Yeah. Also, I delegate. Yeah. So, I just, I don't understand why Rachel... One, why Rachel didn't stop and think and be like, okay, they're right. We can we can pause and do reconnaissance. Two, and I don't know, this is a little bit like, okay, why didn't the other four of them just like be like, we're not gonna? Because they agreed that she was their leader and they have to live with that choice now, Anna. We were just following orders. They're like, yeah, this is our fault, but we have to own this. It's a weird it's a weird like it dynamic doesn't make any sense it's of like, like we voted for her which they didn't they but... didn't she assumed they would vote for her <laughs> right but so we're we're gonna we're gonna follow her into the depths of hell even though it's a bad idea and a bad plan like i just i don't buy i don't buy that rachel rachel's actions caused a human to die and cassie did not blow her shit up at her mm-hmm. like there's just not there isn't cassie's blank slate devotee to Rachel who is sexy and pretty and cool there's Cassie's also too ugly to have an opinion in this book apparently <laughs> it's just Marco being angry and correct and Tobias being disappointed like is the whole vibe of this yes yes and I hate it and I don't understand why they turned it into this whole like because it comes up a couple times where Rachel's like we are who keeps talking about fucking Hamlet and Oedipus and shit, which like, why are we doing that? Why are we bringing this in, this energy here? We With didn't like need it. no context, like no explanation for younger readers either. It's just like, Marco, you have such a Hamlet complex. Like, Can you imagine how the explanation for Oedipus would go though? Oh my God. Uh, awkward. <laughs> but uh, she keeps like bringing up like, we are our character. We are destined to be a god or a king or a warrior. I am a warrior king. Which, like, it's weird that she kept saying, like, king. Because she did keep saying king, which is, like, that's weird. Yeah. Well, we've characterized her as warrior princess this mm-hmm. whole time. And so yeah. it's like, I don't know. But she definitely, like, has this whole vibe of, like, power hungriness, which has never been Rachel's thing. Never, no. Ever, ever. I do not understand. Like they're like remember that book? I think it was the was it the David trilogy where Rachel actually got pissed because Jake called her in to do the dirty work because Jake was right. like, I know Rachel that you have the nerve and ability to get this done, so go fucking kill a dude. And Rachel was like, How dare you ask me to do that? Mm-hmm. And now like what like ten fifteen books later, she's like, All I want to do is kill. All I want to do is kill and make you all kill with me. Mm-hmm. Don't you want and- to do a murder with me? <laughs> well, the author murdered these characters, so. Yeah. Got him. You did. You Cassie did. didn't say anything about the death of a human after books of her being like, we can't, we can't, the humans, we must save the humans. All life is precious. But this Cassie seems to be a rebooted version of Cassie because let me ask you a question. How many siblings does Cassie have? Oh, yeah. Apparently, at least one. At least she one. She an aunt. She's, she's got a niece somewhere. That yeah. she's just been sitting on this whole time. Yeah. And I mean, like, maybe for safety reasons, they haven't mentioned family members much that don't live with them. But, like, 
Shit. Seems weird. Seems That's weird. That's a pretty close family relationship to never talk about. Right. Hmm. Maybe they don't live in San Francisco. I would accept that, yeah, it's like an older sibling who's moved out and is off doing their they own shit. They live on the East Coast. We but for it to have anymore. never come up before. Yeah. And for it now to come up in a way that wasn't like Jake's cousin or grandpa or whatever, where it's like plot relevant, it was just like a throwaway line. I was like, you just didn't fucking do your research. You don't know that Cassie doesn't have fucking siblings. Like, <laughs> They're all, o- well, no, they're not all only children. That is actually a bold-faced lie. Only like two uh, of them. Rachel and Jake aren't only children. Everybody else is, I think. Well, no, Axe isn't. So it's half and half. Yeah. yeah. Except not Cassie, apparently. Well, Axe kind of is. Right. I'm saying, well, oh, yeah, because he's dead. (laughs) Sad. (laughs) Well, so so they switch. So Axe was a sibling and now is an only child. And Cassie was an only child. And now suddenly he has a sibling. Yeah. So it's still even. Oh, my God. This this whole book. Um... (laughs) So they go in. I just, you know, you know, Marco would have walked away from this. Anyway, they all turn into polar bears, even though Marco is like, shouldn't we morph into the things that we're used to? And Rachel's like, no, we need power. We need polar bears. Start with Y'all the same have, phony. Like, rhinoceroses and elephants. You things. have hork bajir. You have hork bajir. You be knives. In. Just be knives, you guys. Just be knives. 2021 uh <laughs> let's combine them you could just one person is just knives and carries everyone else in with as bees in his mouth there you go there you go perfect bees are basically the most knivey of in of the insects this is true yeah. they have a butt knife they I do mean, they have a prominent butt knife many so. people are allergic to these butt knives <laughs> could die from being butt knifed so there you go there you go bees fall under my just be knives philosophy it's a good one. <laughs> Inspector guy is there and he beats the shit out of them because they suck at being polar bears and there's no like versatility in their roles. And Rachel orders a full retreat and they all escape except Cassie. Oh dun, no. Dun, dun. The least interesting of us all in this book. Truly. What will her niece say? <laughs> Nothing, because she doesn't exist. I just created the niece so someone could mourn her. <laughs> <laughs> so they held. They head back to Cassie's barn. They waste time going back to Cassie's barn to try and figure out what to do. Rachel has like an emotional breakdown about whether or not she's good at anything. She starts crying. Margo's like, "No, no, no! You don't get to start just doing this. Woe is me thing because you suck." This is your mess. Clean it up. Take your white women tears. Put them back in your eyeballs. Back. Suck them back up into your tear ducts. I'm not here for them. And she and Rachel's like, I can't believe they're being so mean to me while I'm crying. While I'm crying? Why aren't the tears working? I've been told. Daddy. Rich daddy. I've been told this is the way. It's always worked before. Rachel says, I quit the Bandalites. You figure out how to save my best friend, Cassie. I don't give a shit about it in this moment because I'm sad. I don't want to be knives anymore. I hate knives. I want to be polar bear. (laughs) Marco follows her and is like, you have to be a leader because this mission needs your particular brand of fucking wild. So come up with something. Rachel's like, okay, go save Cassie, I guess. How inconvenient for me. And then 
So they're like, it will take us 30 minutes to fly across town and then another who knows how long to save her. She's running out of time. So Rachel's like, well, in order to cut down on how much time we are spending flying around, let's go steal a private jet. Let's go to where the private jets are kept. Who knows where that is? As birds. Steal one. Hobax knows how to fly it. And we're going to do this as humans so everyone can see our identities and come calling later. It's fine. I just don't understand. What was this? Why didn't you just fucking... Why didn't you turn into cheetahs? You you spent like three pages talking about how fast a cheetah could go in right. one second. Why didn't you just go as cheetahs? Right. And it would have made like some sort of thematic sense to have the thing that you like fucked you yes. in the first Redemption. mission. Now was like the thing that was the thing you needed to fix the second mission. But no, it's jets. It's <laughs> it's a, it's a fucking private jet. I'll tell you what we needed all along. It was jets. <laughs> and then they drive this private jet into a suspected Yerk building. Just a Yerk building. Luckily, it's the one that Cassie's being held captive in because they had no idea where Cassie was. They were just like, we're going to take this jet into a building that the Yerks have just built. That's our plan. I feel like what the author was going for was something and I'm putting I'm putting the pieces together in my mind I'm that that meme with the math the math floating yes, head yes. right now uh-huh. where I feel like what the author was going for was to imply that Rachel's ability like her whole vibe is that she's so her leadership style is so wild and crazy in a way that relies on destiny almost because she keeps bringing up the destiny thing. Yeah, and it's just like, like everything Rach- is fated. Yeah, Rachel just picks a thing and then it happens to be right. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, kind of actually does make sense with the Elemist being involved. Yeah, the Elemist is like, I fucking love Rachel. She's so fucking beautiful. I'm glad she and Tobias are fighting in this book because I love Rachel. <laughs> I'm going to help her in everything like, she does. This would, this would almost make sense if what we were to, to go with was that Rachel is a conduit for the Elemist in terms of, like, she basically doesn't make decisions. She just goes with her gut instinct in a way that allows the Elemist to guide her. But that's not what it is. It's just, like, it's just Rachel. Rachel Someone just let Rachel off her leash, and she went wild. And it happened to work out perfectly. (laughs) Thank God, because if it hadn't, Cassie would be polar bear forever. Or a year, and they'd all be dead. Or both. Or both. (laughs) A yerker bear. Yeah, I like that idea. I don't know if it'll. it's actually... I don't think it is. I just feel like that's... I don't think that she... like. I don't think the author was even going for, like, oh, it's the Elemist. I think that she was trying to drop all of the shit about destiny and whatever to be, like, Rachel's true destiny is to do this thing or whatever. It's to take a private jet. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to work the math on this one. Okay, it takes 30 <laughs> it minutes. Doesn't. To Why? fly across town from the barn to this building. Mm-hmm. Instead, you spent the time to think about there's a private jet somewhere. Go to where the private jet is. Assuming that is less than a 30-minute flight because if it's not, you're so stupid. <laughs> Take the time to run. They jump over the fence. They run to the jet. Acts, tries to figure out the controls. They have to taxi on the runway and avoid security and then take off 
and then go to the building. Like, that cannot have taken less than 30 minutes. What if the place the private jets are kept at is in between Cassie's house and Is the it building? on the way? Did they consult the Google Maps? They were like, hey, Google, can you find private jets on my route? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I hate it. I hate oh, <laughs> They they rescue Cassie. They fight the inspector again. This part is like a little haha because Visser Three is definitely like, oh, I would love to see you prove how weak these vandalites are, Inspector. You should fight them all on your own. Nobody then, help him. Yeah, nobody help him. <laughs> and then they Snake Marco bites the inspector, and they just fuck off back home. And he dies, I guess. I don't question mark. Meh. It's not. It's like he was bit and everyone was focused on him and they didn't notice us five large animals fucking sneak away. Like, I don't know. Is the is the alien race that he was? Is that supposed to be the alien race that Visser one went off to go deal with? Or is this a completely different alien race? I want to say completely different alien race, but I I did not make that connection at all. That'd be cool if it was. Hmm. Because that would kind of make sense. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Pin in that, I guess. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe super Serious theory. Come back, yeah. And at the very end of this book, Jake shows up and he's like, hey, heard you had some kind of kooky adventure while I was out of town. I asked around and heard pieces of the story. Everyone said you did a good job. What? <laughs> no, they didn't, Jake. That's what, that has to be a lie. No, they were all so pissed at her this entire book. <laughs> There's two possibilities here. Either everybody, well, actually, there's three. Possibility one, everybody felt bad for Rachel and was like, we're going to tell Jake that she did a good job because yeah. we don't want they mean like, old Jake to Jake, be mean to Rachel. please promise never to leave again. And we'll tell Rachel that she did a good job. <laughs> Number two, they all told Jake Rachel did a shit-ass job, but Jake was like, poor Rachel, I feel bad. I'll say that she did a good job. Number yes. three, Jake's been yerked. <laughs> ah, serious theories. Jake comes back and he's no longer Jake. That's why Tom could stay in town. Because he knew. He knew Jake was going to come back a year. Yes. Oh my God. And they have like this tearful moment where they're like, being a leader is hard and sucks. And I, I, Jake, the same, make mistakes. But you just have to keep going and I'm going to cry. And then they don't. And then the book ends. What a fun time we had. It's just a fucking terrible piece of... This very bad The only redeeming thing about this is the shortest one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's short. It was short. It's like, how dare you do this to every character in this book? His character assassination. Jake would have been so mad. He got, remember how mad he got when Rachel and Cassie turned into mice to go steal Cassie's math homework? Because she wrote, (laughs) I love Jake on it. Remember how pissed he got? (laughs) It's character development. God. Yeah, we've had some real clunkers in the last few. This was, it wasn't like, this was offensively bad. This was like. You know, like, we've had bad plots. We've had stupid plots that make no sense. We've had boring books, you know. But this one is just a murder happened here. (laughs) It was that old man. It was that old man and also all of the Animorphs. (laughs) 
I feel like you feel about this one the way I felt about that Marco Poodle one. Yes. Well, I also, to be fair, I, I did not like that book. But... Yeah, and I don't like this one either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but I think, I, yeah, that was I definitely feel like... like this is filling you with a burning rage in a way that that one yes. filled me with a burning yes. rage. How dare Elise Smith do this to my Rachel? My Rachel, who I identify with so strongly. <laughs> but it turns out she sucks, as this book explained to us. Yeah, yeah. This is why, you know, women shouldn't be in power. They get real no. emotional about shit. They, get... they just end up crying when yeah. things hit the fans. So. And the men have to tell her to get her shit together and fix it they were all yerked this book everyone was yerked yeah there really wasn't like i said none of the relationships were what they have been established to be none of the characters were behaving in ways that made sense to their previously established characters it was just a mess yes and some of the the uh not canon yeah i guess some of the canon was uh misrepresented such as cassie randomly having a niece um anyway <laughs> who was anyway, the least who was the least bad who was your uh, most valuable morph oh my god i guess jake because he wasn't there to fuck anything up that's fair that's a jake fair left <laughs> how about you i think kind of for similar reasons i'm gonna go with axe just because axe was the only one who like was just straight up like I'm not voting I'm not involved in, with in this you guys figure it out whereas everybody right. else was doing I don't want this... to mess with your human stuff yeah and like everybody else was doing this weird petty bullshit of like I don't really trust Rachel and want her to lead but I'm also not gonna say anything about it like it was so weird it I hated was it. so fucking bizarre they were so willing to call each other out on so many other stupid things right <laughs> why is nobody more angry about this just stop doing this bad thing that you're doing anyone can walk away at any moment and tattle to jake (laughs) we need more tattling yes oh my god uh do you have a morbid moment um guess it was when that old man died just by (laughs) yeah i guess (laughs) like that was i felt nothing for every and that was the other thing okay i get that yes rachel it was another one of those situations where, like, Rachel's plans were bad. Like, or not even Rachel's plans were bad. But, like, Rachel's, the stuff they were doing with Rachel was not working out because, yeah, of course it wasn't. But, like, they were getting upset about the wrong shit, right? Like, they were like, it is so upsetting that this old man died. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But, and this is going to make me sound like a dick, but, like, you guys need to be more prepared for human casualties in this war in uh, which uh, honestly yeah. which people are invading human bodies like i get yeah. i get Dead that human he was a is civilian. someone who can't be yerked <laughs> i I'm, i get that he was a civilian and you should never want civilian casualties in a war and all of that yeah. but like that shouldn't be the reason that you guys are like this is a bad plan it yeah. was like eight other things before that like truly it was when you all didn't vote <laughs> You guys shouldn't need someone to die for you guys to realize that things are a bad plan. Yes. Yes. I think my morbid moment was when Rachel, like, fucking went to go see the grandson of this old man just to make herself feel better. (laughs) Why? She's like, she went to him and she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, okay, why? And she's like, I just am. 
I have to go now. Goodbye. I'm, I mean, I can't believe that you didn't resonate more with that character considering he is canonically from Kansas. True, true. Or My no, homeland. I guess his grandfather was from the Kansas. The grandfather was from Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just, why, Rachel? Why would you? I get it. You're supposed to be like, oh, I'm like, you know, the life the person that died because of my actions, I have to honor them, whatever. But this was like, this was just like a weird way for Rachel to make herself feel better because then yeah. she learns that like, oh, well, the, this guy had like serious heart trouble. So he was going to die at any time. Gross. Number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I feel like that whole like idea of going to like make recompense like that. That's like good. lying to, to be like, right. I'm Maybe. Sorry don't involve it's kind of like like offering an apology to the person that you've harmed yeah it can be helpful but also like i don't feel like you should reach out no. to the family of the deceased and further complicate their lives by weirdly inserting yourself into it yeah like i don't know yeah. figure out what sort of charity the grandfather was involved in and donate to that or something yes. don't go talk to his grandson like a weirdo and apologize in a way that he's not going to understand is an apology for, you know, like it just, it's not doing anything except trying to make yourself feel better. Well, and the excuse she used too was like, oh, I was at the TV studio when your grandpa died and I saw it and it made me really sad. So I want to speak to someone who knows what I'm going through. What? You don't. Rachel. Rachel, what the fuck? (laughs) Girl. Anyway, I hated that. That was was a mess. I also want to give a little shout out for a little morbid moment for the fact that Rachel mentioned the fact that she or that she knew Tobias loves her at some point in this book, which like, I don't know that they've had that talk and used the L word yet. She said that twice now. Yeah. Girl, you need to you need to define the relationship before you're doing that sort of shit. You're going to get your heart busted up if you're doing that. Come on. And I I want to say that Tobias said something similar too in the book where he was tortured where he was like the girl that loves me because he was like trying to make a point of like she loves me Tobias not like hawk boy or boy boy but like they've never said that to each other they need to have a talk and even in this book Rachel is like I have very deep feelings for Tobias feelings that make you feel like it's inevitable or something like what Mm -hmm. just say it just say you fucking love him yeah I definitely feel like both of them are being like I know that they love me but I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna say I don't know I want to wait I want like an out so I can be like I never loved you I never said it I never said that word yeah so yeah I never even thought it whoever says it first loses (laughs) it's weird it's a weird vibe yeah, a little bit. I just want them to, like, be happy as a couple. Like, I know mm-hmm. that they can't do a lot of coupley things because he is a hawk. And for some reason, he can't go to the bathroom to morph into human and demorph and whatever. But, like, I just I just want them to have it. We, we have the Jake Cassie. Like, everyone makes jokes about them being, like, boyfriend, girlfriend. And, like, it's established thing. And they've had, like, hugs and they've had kisses and whatever. And I'm not saying, like, I need to see two teenagers kissing. But, like, it would be nice to have, like, a solid yeah relationship between the two of them. Because they both deserve it. I also just feel like their relationship earlier on was very good and, like, teen worthy of being, like, yeah, we joke around and we hang out and we like each other and we think we're cute and whatever, you know, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, like, 
it's kind of now at this point where I'm like, guys, I get that everything's life and death, but you are 13. And I'm not saying you won't end up together forever, but like that too. Maybe, maybe calm down a little bit and have like normal 13 year old levels of relationship and not like weird angsty I know that they love me sort of I don't know they're just they're just kind of getting on my nerves right now it's not very adult like a, it's I yes, think you've yes, had yes, this yes. conversation before as like it's just it's adults writing younger teenagers and mm-hmm. it's weird yeah they needed to consult a teen they mm-hmm. shouldn't they should not go to a teen and ask so what is teen it like how do you love? love how do you love teen how, how do love uh <laughs> run away from that adult if they do ever come yeah. to you and say that anyway anyway um serious theories jake's a yerk now sure jake why is not? A yerk. they're all yerks i think they're all yerks and they're all like waiting to sabotage the others <laughs> but like it's just like a game of chicken at this point and then they're all gonna be revealed that it's yerks and they're all gonna have a good laugh about it later <laughs> it's like it's like a game of werewolf or murder or whatever mafia yes. you know like one of those except like Whoever was running it as a joke put everyone down as, like, the as same. As the werewolf. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> okay. So that's it about for this week. Next week, we are going to be wrapping up my unit on the Great Detective novel. And then the week after that, we'll be back with another Morphs Monday with Animorphs number 38. Yes. Which is The called Arrival. The Arrival. Um, yes. what POV is that? Is that a? It's an axe one. Axe? Oh, we were just talking about. We need one or more of those. Do we think it's gonna be the Andalites finally arriving? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just don't want to get my hopes. It up. can't be. It's too early. Right. But uh, <laughs> it's too early. We say wait. about a thing that's been teased for <laughs> thirty books. Thirty-eight books. <laughs> Someday. Ugh. One day. In the meantime, if you have any serious theories of your own that you would like to throw at us, if you just want to talk about Animorphs, complain about this book if you read along with us, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms, so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should because I know you want to see the All Year Showdown. How that's going to go down. You want to see if we're right? We know we're right. <laughs> if you use Apple Podcasts, we very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, Perhaps the temporary inhabitants of this so-called community center will share their greasy fried flesh treats with us. <laughs> Axe. <laughs> oh, that was about the fish, wasn't Learn it? what human words are. <laughs> Use... Cassie just referenced filet of fish in the previous sentence. Right, you could have right, been like, right. maybe they'll share their greasy filet of fish. But no, you had to make it weird, Axe. You had to make it weird. Oh. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I'm so angry. It's causing uh, me it's to so die. It's so angry your lungs gave up. Uh. <laughs>